Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Please, please, please don't be shy. It's been an interesting start of the year. Started off hot, kind of went cold, kind of got hot, kind of getting cold. So now we mark the passing of St. Patrick's Day. Crazy day for business. Uh, if you're a restaurant owner, crazy day of drunk and driving in the United States. A lot of alcohol consumed, a lot of liver disease furthered. So the reveling is over, I think. Um, the Fed Reserve speaking today. And a lot's going to change when they release their notes. If you listen to the morning show, the notes haven't been released yet. If you listen to the afternoon show, 12 to 1, the notes have been released and things have changed. Uh, we're looking for language. We're looking for guidance. Will interest rates be moved higher this year, next year? So we got Oracle and FedEx both saying the dollar strength has contributed to a negative disposition. Um, so big companies like Oracle and FedEx, like Disney and uh, Nike and Apple, because they do business in dollars, they're going to have not as easy, <clears throat> smooth of a play on currency. Throw in interest rates, maybe the market gets a little spooked. That's the thought. How data-dependent will the Federal Reserve be? Uh, Janet Yellen probably loathed to comment too much on the dollar. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, costs in retirement, a lot of people just aren't prepared to think about retirement, what it means to them, what it looks like, but then they, the cost associated with it. Let's talk about health care costs after the age of 65 when you're retired. Oh, well, it's not free. So people think that they turn 65 and they get on Medicare free and they've got their majority of the health care covered. You get Medicare Part A for free, which is more of the hospital type plan. You got B, which has super high deductibles, so people have to get a supplemental plan. So Medicare Part B is about 105 bucks a month. It went up, you know, 2014 didn't go up a lot with inflation, but 
previous years went up five, and, and then before that, 2010, 11, and 12, it was almost double-digit inflation on the, that number. Um, you also pay a lot more. You could pay up to three times the amount of Medicare Part B as your neighbor if you make a lot of money. It's a, there's kind of a success tax tied to it. And then your average cost of a Medigap policy throughout your lifetime averages about 210 bucks a month from our studies. And then between either Part D or prescription drugs, co-pays, dental costs, and things like that averages about 240 a month in retirement. And uh, if you're middle class, in other words, you're retiring with just enough in your portfolio to get through to age 100, you should probably look at long-term care, which could be at 60, 65, another 300 bucks a month. So you're looking at 600 to $850 a month in retirement health care costs that your employer is likely paying a good portion of right now. What's interesting to note about some of that is that um, I don't think people like insurance. And you're talking about getting insurance. And then when you have insurance, it doesn't cover as much as you want it to. Right. In particular, like the dentist. Um, Medicare, Medi- Medicare insurance in retirement is not much. Um, keep in mind, when you're in retirement, you tend to do what? Like lose teeth. So you're talking about not getting a filling for 300 bucks. You're talking about losing a tooth at, you know, three, four, five, six thousand dollars to get replaced yeah. unless you want to be toothless. And most of the time, private dental insurance isn't worth the cost you know, right. for people our age. Um, so unless your employer has it, it's, it's almost like save the money, create a sink fund for your dental costs and your co-pays or fund an HSA account if you're eligible and use that. But yeah, those types of costs, they, they add up. And it really, it's very low, maybe, if you're healthy at 65. But by the time you get to 80, 85, that's when those costs really start kicking in. I sleep with a mouth guard, even though I don't have to, because I talk to my dentist. He says, you're really not a grinder, so it's not that big of an issue. But the better care you take of your teeth, the longer it'll last. So I actually put plastic in my mouth every night just so that I don't have to lose a tooth at 80 to 85. Good to know. I know, right? <laughs> prevention of maintenance. Let's talk a little bit about prevention of maintenance. You talked about HSAs. Um, do you continue to fund them in retirement, do you think? No, you don't fund them after 65. Okay. But So the, the idea with an HSA, I call a super healthcare Roth IRA, because you can put money in pre-tax and take it out tax-free. So you get a double benefit, unlike a Roth IRA where you put in tax after-tax money and gross tax-free for retirement. HSA, if you're company offers it or if you're trying to get it on your own, you get a high deductible plan, you can put a certain amount in HSA, write it off on your tax, and then when you have health care costs, deductibles, co-pays, you can take the money out. If you have a bunch of money that's left over in there, it can be invested, and at 65, you can take it out to pay for Medicare Part B, long-term care insurance, and all those other costs, so it's great for retirement. Good to know, good to know. Um, so cost of Medicare is going to go up, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I expect Medicare Part B to to continue to rise on average over your lifetime 5 to 6%. Okay, 5 to 6%. Inflation. Okay, that's higher than, well, that's medical inflation yeah. versus inflation. Anything medical, when we're doing financial plans, average costs, normal lift lifestyle expenses, 3 to 3.5%. How about for a portion of our audience who's just dirt broke in retirement? What does their health care look like? Well, the the problem is that a lot of times they can't afford the supplemental cost, okay. supplemental insurance. So they go either without or they go broke paying for it. Okay. Um, when Once you go broke to a certain level, you know, you get on Medicaid or Medi-Cal in California for doesn't, certain items. So. Doesn't it seem like the whole supplemental thing got slipped in on us? Like, you and I, when we were kids, we knew Medicare was free. And then suddenly it wasn't. Like, maybe it was just the fact that we just didn't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Or maybe it was it was super cheap for my mom and dad or my grandparents, right? No, I mean, it. You know, it's it's always been trying to find, for instance, those supplemental plans in the last 20 years. If anything, they've always... You've always needed one, really, in retirement to have full coverage. Okay. Um, and then there's always been that donut hole for people that are a certain age that have prescription drug issues. It's more complicated now. I mean... Ask anybody that turns 65 or they're turning 65 and there's a window to sign up. You know, okay. you get penalized if you don't sign up by a certain age. The process that people have to go to to find the right supplemental plan for age 65 is horrendous. It's it's stressful. It's not fun. Yeah. Anyway, with that being said, um, I'm pretty sure that great-grandpa Black paid 29 cents a month for Medicare Part B, and he was angry about it. <laughs> Just throwing it out there for you. I'm pretty sure costs were that cheap 80 years ago. Anyhow and anyway, you can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Uber's having a tough time of it in headlines. Uber and Lyft are ride-sharing companies. How they interact with driverless cars in the future is going to be interesting. French police raided an Uber's Paris office this week, seizing smartphones and other items as part of an investigation of the company's carpooling service called Uberpop. Authorities claim that Uberpop does not abide by a new law that requires drivers to be insured and licensed. Uber, though, claims that its low-cost service, which connects users with non-professional drivers, does meet the standards. Um, a lot of people are scared of what Uber brings to the table. Just like a lot of people in the 1970s were scared about what robots brought to manufacturing. It is going to happen. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Show. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. It's Fed Day on the stock market. All eyes on what the Fed says. Not what they do, but what they say. And maybe what they say they're going to do in the future is a better way of putting it. So that comes out. Crude oil, below $43 a barrel. Strength in technology, telecom, and utilities. The telecom and utilities tells you that people are afraid. Because we need those services, in theory. Interesting phenomenons out there today to think about. Alibaba's lockup, where you had tech investors and venture capitalists and people put money into Alibaba as a private company. They go public. The first people to get to sell large chunks of it are those people who put money in early on. And that just creates a stream of salmon. And you're trying to go down. You're trying to go in, and they're trying to get out. A lot of people trying to get out, and that could lower the stock price because it's a market of buyers and sellers. Chris Borland from the night the San Francisco 49ers gave up millions of dollars by retiring at the age of 24. He cited the risk of head injury. 
His original contract was for $2.93 million over four years. It means he left $530,000 this year on the table, $620,000 next year, $710,000 the following year. Plus, he's going to have to give up about three-quarters of his signing bonus, $617,000, which uh, could mean about $450,000 has to go back to the team. So he left $2.3 million on the table to walk away. Now he can walk. He's not crippled. Uh, so maybe he's making the right decision for him. He's going to go back to school, maybe get into sports management. Apple's planning to launch its own TV subscription service. An analyst at Baird said this could be about $4 billion a year. Apple's said to be working with ABC, CBS, Fox, and others, including Discovery Channel, to offer some sort of prepackaged plan. Now, this could reinvent TV. And you have to kind of be patient with this because you're like, reinvent TV? TV's ripe for disruption. Millennials who are watching 40 minutes less traditional TV than they were just two years ago are what advertisers want. And companies like Fox and CBS and ABC, they want to try to get into the millennials' hands. If millennials are out there watching YouTube or out there watching something else, uh, that's very, very bad news. Now, also, this product could be gone, take global. So it's not just the U.S. market. It could be a global product, of which, again, advertisers would love to get their hands into. So Baird Research basically said if Apple can capture 10% of the broadband household market, it can generate $4 billion in annual service revenue, while 46% of consumers surveyed are looking to cut or shave their cable cord. Far fewer, 15%, have actually made any move to ditch their cable subscription service because right now there's not enough out there to really piece together the best of television. So Apple's got game. We'll see if they're able to pull this one off. FedEx reported a 53% surge in earnings. There's no way you can get around that. It is a lovely, lovely number. And with oil set to be lower for the next potentially 18 months. Potentially. FedEx could, should be a winner going forward. Even with a stronger currency. Now the bigger issue is if the Fed does raise interest rates and basically engineers a recession, what's that going to do? Elon Musk says driving in the future could be outlawed. He said that self-driving technology is a solved problem that the solution is known, and now it only is going to take a few years until self-driving cars are a reality. He talked about how way back in the day when you got in an elevator, there was a guy who actually had to pull a crank backwards and forwards to get the machine to go up or down. And then eventually we came up with some circuits and put that crank inside of a, a wall unit where we it was powered by buttons. So very interesting. A lot of attention is when will self-driving cars become safer than human-driven cars? Um, and if we do have safer cars, shouldn't we outlaw driving? Shouldn't we say that this person should be forced to get a self-driving car and or if he kills someone, like, whoa. <clears throat> um, and he said this to Automotive News <clears throat> at a conference. This quote just, he, he smacks of, come on, do you have to say this? Do you have to have something witty to say? Uh, 
you know, sometimes you get too cutesy with your jokes, too cutesy with your, your lines, your, your, your game. In the distant future, I think people may outlaw driving cars because it's too dangerous. You can't have a person driving a two-ton death machine. Hmm. <laughs> um, interesting. Amex is launching its first cross-brand loyalty program in the United States. What does that mean? Basically, they're going to get six or seven companies, Macy's, AT&T, Exxon, and if you use the card at Exxon, you can now go to Macy's and get maybe use those points from Exxon and filling up your gas. You can use those points at Macy's to get a $100 dress down to $90. Um, the program's going to be called Plenty. Um, Amex issues cards co-branded with individual companies such as Delta, Starwoods, Cathay Pacific. This announcement comes a month after Costco said it would end its 16-year partnership with Amex. Amex said the loss of that contract would hurt earnings. So you see that Amex is alive and not dead, and they're saying, hey, look, we're alive. Oil dropped to a six-year low as the dollar swung higher before the Federal Reserve meeting notes. All the attention is on the Fed right now. We've got way too much oil in the United States. We're stockpiling it, and we have nowhere to put it. Hillary Clinton got on Twitter to basically promote part of her campaign. And it's a nice distraction for her email problem that she has. Uh, she's testing the waters to run it as a president. And for some reason, I don't like that, like using Twitter. I'm not against Twitter, so maybe I just have a problem with her, or maybe I have a problem with old people, really old people, using Twitter. Um, you know, tweeting things like, our nation's future jobs and economic growth depends on investments made today. The GOP budget fails Americans on these principles. If you if that's how you strike up a conversation for why you're a candidate, it just feels short to me. Uh, again, maybe it's the right idea because you're reaching people under 35 who actually know what Twitter is. Try explaining Twitter to your grandmother. Good luck with that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Facebook is introducing something called Facebook Messenger where we can send each other money over Facebook Messenger. Welcome to a very crowded field, Facebook. Now, you've got billions and billions and billions of eyeballs on a monthly basis. Apple's got Apple Pay. Google's got Google Wallet. Samsung's doing the same thing with Samsung Pay. It's not about transacting at a retail store. It's about having hitting your buddies up for cash. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare to me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We'll talk about financial planning and Uno Momentero. We'll talk with CFP Chad Burton in just a moment. The company's announcement from Amex 
really shows you, you know, that they're going to do this brand loyalty program. It shows you that you have to be dynamic. There's no way around it. Um, and if you're not dynamic, you're going to die. Um, FedEx charges a lot for, to use their transactions to the merchants. And that's always been great because, you know, Amex spends so much money on marketing and branding that we think that it's important. Uh, so when Costco dumped them and said we want other people to be able to play, it, it hurt. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a good app out there called Credit Karma. Um, I like it. I think it's a great way of taking a look at your credit score and coming up with ideas on how to improve it. Some of it's just time. You'll see that there's, you know, when you use the app, you'll see that there's certain things that, you know, drive the value of your credit score. Credit scores are really important for people who are buying houses or cars or for people who are looking for jobs. Um, credit card companies right now are offering better and better rewards. You know, but you got to look beyond that juiced up bonus that you get. Credit card issuers are pitching potential customers increasingly desired uh, and desirable rewards. Um, there's a good website out there called cardratings.com. Uh, you have to pay very close attention to details on how to earn and redeem rewards. Some cards require you to spend a certain amount before rewards kick in, or they limit how much you can capture in rewards during a specific period of time. So don't just go out and jump in and say, woohoo, this is the best card for me. I got the City Double Cash card not too long ago. It pays you 1% when you make a purchase and another 1% when you pay the bill. So it's 2% you know, back. Target's got a red card where if you link your credit card, no, you link your bank account to the red card, 5% off all purchases. Woo, 5% off. And things are already pretty cheap in Target. So just saying, you know, look for what you can. There's a travel card out there. Um, it's got chip technology and all the good stuff. The Barclays, Barclays Arrival Plus. If you're spending three, four thousand dollars a month on restaurants and gym memberships and phone bills and things like that, uh, that one does a real nice job of giving you two percent back. And then if you use your points to make a purchase, like a flight, use your points to make a purchase on the flight, you get ten percent back on whatever you just purchased. So if you spend four thousand points to uh, erase four hundred dollars then you just got another 40 bucks back um, in points. It's, it's tough to explain on the radio, but um, there's some good deals out there, to say the least. Cardratings.com is one of the better sites. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com, or he can be found at NewFocusFinancial.com. Email comes from Cody. I'm interested in laws in California in regards to palimony. I'm in a great relationship. I've been in it for seven years, but I want to protect myself. I make $90,000 a year, twice as much as my partner. I'm a saver. My name is on the house. Uh, seven years of living together. She has a kid. I put down 55000 on the house. If we split, we split all costs in half. She's got that boy. Is my savings house 401k union pension at risk if things go south? What do I do to protect my assets? Well, it's a commingling situation. So if you have assets prior to marriage, or a lot of times this has to be done before cohabitation. Right. So let's say that you're going to get engaged and living, live together. Unfortunately, the best idea is to get the prenup 
prior to right. cohabitation. But even with that said, you should be able to to separate and keep your own assets separate as long as you don't. So if he had the house before he shacked up with her. And it's only in his name. It's going to always be only in his name. Yeah, but where you can run into problems is that if they use joint income to continue to make the mortgage payments, yep. it taints the property. It's no longer a separate property, and it's a community property. So you need to keep very specific records and say, okay, your money that you're paying is going to cable and everything else. My money is paying the mortgage payments. He's basically screwed because he probably hasn't done that. They probably have a joint savings account where they both fund it, is my guess. Right. Well, so let's say you come in and you have a taxable account you've been funding for a long time, an IRA, and your 401k. So what you need to do is once you get married or go into a cohabitation, is is really stop funding that account and fund other accounts. Make sure that that's listed and do your own trust, your own living trust. And in your living trust, you have a schedule of community properties and separate properties. Clearly list that as a separate property and no longer fund it with joint assets if you get money from inheritance or a gift, that can go into that separate property account to make sure that that doesn't get tainted with community property. Um, But even your 401k, you keep clear records of what the value was before you got married. And then, because that all the the value prior to marriage, that's all yours. But it's going to be funded now with community property assets, which is your salary. So that you have to, uh, that's going to be split. Long story short, because he's thinking of it in year seven, probably she is entitled to half. Mm-hmm. Um, and most lawyers and most uh, mediators would say just split it in half because you're not going to be able to back out of this without getting a huge legal bill to end. Well, it's pretty easy. If you do a good job in keeping separate assets separate, it's if good. If you do, if yeah. they, again, he's asking at, in fear more so than in planning. Mm-hmm. So my yeah, advice sure. is if you're going to live with women in the state of California is treat them like a four-year bottle of wine. It goes bad after four years. Don't get to that fifth year of cohabitation. <laughs> never, ever, never. That one female listener you have is now gone. I'm teasing. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no. Next show is women wait, in investing. Wait, 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 wait. I know. You know I, I, met that, you know I met that woman last year who was 29. She right. lived with a guy for six years. She had maxed out her 401k. She had paid $30,000 of his debt off. Mm-hmm. She was cohabitating. He could have taken her for 50% of her worth, even though he spent everything and saved nothing. Um... She was the breadwinner, yeah. or she was the saver. And in the state of California, he could have gone to court and said, I want some of that. Well, most marriages end. You know, 50% of them end, and then they go do it again. And so if you're now going you to do it again... Now you've lost that one married couple who've been married for 40 years. <laughs> but let's talk about a prenup agreement, too, especially as a business owner. Because what you can clearly spell out in a prenup, for example, or typically if you do it right... Um, so I've been told I'm not an attorney, so don't think of this as legal advice... But um, if you're a business owner, you get a certain amount of money from salary and a certain amount from profit distributions. And in the prenup, you might need to spell out that, okay, I, the salary is community property going forward, but the profit distributions aren't. Okay. That's something to think about. If you've been burned and you've already lost half your company in a, in a divorce, right. then you also have to think about protecting that again. Don't, do the, don't make the same mistake. Prenups, postnups, all good things to talk about. And again... Cody, if you're worried, strongly consider sitting down with her in the good times and saying, like, look, I'm, I want to protect you. I want to protect me. I want to make sure that we plan for, you know, our future financially intelligently. So let's do this now. There's no shame in having the conversation honestly and openly versus waiting till you know, what's going to come out of the dark. Any last thoughts in the last 30 seconds? Uh, no. I mean, it's something that you probably should educate your kids, too, because, um, you know, basically the age of our audience, a lot of people have kids and starting to talk to them about these types of finance issues 
warning them about knowing the financial views, goals of people that they're starting to date. Yep. Um, their credit, you know, how they view money. It's it's really important to talk to your kids about this stuff as well. I tell people in their twenties, marry wisely, wait till you're thirty, maybe thirty five. Get your calls in the air. You can always call the show 800-516-1220. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. So an alarming trend is happening. A lot of parents are sacrificing their own financial security so that their golden years aren't going to be as nice so they can send their kids to college and not have their kids take out loans. 53% 53% of parents polled said they'd prefer to tap their own retirement savings than taking out loans. 49% said they'd be willing to retire later so they could pay their children's tuitions. The problem is that pensions are disappearing, and if you're tapping out your 401k to pay for your kid's college or taking equity out of your home, you don't get the upside in the stock market while that loan's out in the 401k, but also it can become problematic because you're going to live longer than you think. Um, A lot of people have their portfolio to set up to last 10 years or 20 years in retirement, not 30 or 40. So it's going to be an issue. I don't think there's any shame in sending your kid to a community college for a couple years and sending them to whatever college you want for the last two. I love the idea of helping out a child in college. But I'm asking you to look at yourself first to say, is this appropriate? Um, aging in America is going to take its toll on our investments in retirement. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Windows is coming out this summer, and it's going to roll out in 190 countries. It used to be that Windows rolling out would be a big market-moving event. Um... I know you don't believe it, but it's true. Windows 95, they licensed the Rolling Stones, uh, started up. Uh, pretty annoying ad campaign, but showing you again that it's interesting. Google stock is poised for a big move, according to one analyst. Google stock has trailed the broader market of companies like Apple and Facebook in particular. Google doesn't have the bragging rights, but if you look at what they do, they do very, very well. Um, it's staggering. YouTube, Google Search, Google Play, Google Maps, Gmail. Five out of the ten top performing apps for people. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. That's robblack.com for a portfolio review and or to get some really good, valuable, really good, well-written articles about retirement and what it looks like. Head over to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Now, I was 
kind of toying with this, and I didn't really get a chance to hit what I needed to hit. Um, so I want to get back into it one more time about Google shares. An analyst from Cohen recently came out and said, you should consider buying the stock. Now, he doesn't know you, but he's telling you about something that he thinks will create love and passion for you. So there's already a relationship that I go, eh, yuck. You know, anytime you turn on CNBC, and I find CNBC to be financial porn, it's useless. In large part, it's a lot of screaming voices, a lot of conflicting views. It can, you know, scare you into selling a stock. It can elate you into buying one. All in the same day, it could be the same company. Google's a company that's an internet search engine, obviously. It took its name from Google, a mathematical term for the value represented by a one followed by 10, no, no, a one followed by 100 zeros. Google offers targeted search from billions of web pages. That's a bit of a problem. We're turning into a world of more apps, but they're not short on apps either. Uh, Google's got a proprietary algorithm, which if you were to ask me to even show you what an algorithm looks like, I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, not gone, not gone, gone. So there's a Google network, network of third-party customers at Google's ad programs deliver relevant ads to their own sites. Taking a look at the stock, it's not crazy expensive. And that's an odd thing to say out loud because uh, you think of it, oh, it's a dot-com company. There's some people who think that there's going to be problems down the road for the company. And I, I agree with that. Technology's always changing. If you look at the top tech companies from 10 years ago, they're different than they are today. If you take a look from 10, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, um, very much so different. Um, so you have to be honest with yourself and go, you know, things do change. You know, at one point in time, IBM was a massive tech company. At one point in time, Microsoft owned technology. And just recently, they said they're going to stop using the term Internet Explorer. Why? Because it's just not that relevant anymore, right? So when I look at shares at Google, one of the things I look at now is market cap. Okay, that's fine. It's not intimidating me there. Um, I remember doing the show a couple months ago, and I said at $500, it's really, really, really cheap. It's currently at $547. Doesn't mean it can't get cheaper. It's PE is 26 times this year's earnings. It's trading. Uh, we don't have a lot of PE estimates for next year. When you take a look at some of the metrics on the company, they're pretty good. Um, return on equity about 14%. I think everyone thinks the company could do a little bit more um, and promise a little bit less to the world of like wind turbines and some of the crazy stuff that they're working on. Crazy good, but crazy. Um, 21 dead in an attack on a Tunisian museum. Two to three gunmen at large. Attackers opened fire at a major museum in Tunisia, um, cutting down 17 tourists as dozens more sprinted to safety. At least 21 people in all were killed, including two gunmen. That's a breaking story at this point in time. We live in a very dangerous world, um, and that's not good. The attack on the famed National Bardo Museum in Tunis was the first on a tour site in years. In Tunisia, a shaky young democracy that struggled to keep Islamic extremist violence at bay. Um, 
So that story will continue to evolve, and things like that will cause st uh, the stock market to sell off, especially if it's ever on our homeland. Uh, anytime tourism, uh, anytime tourists are attacked, uh, people go, "Is Disney safe?" Um, well, some of the Italians at the museum are believed to have been passengers aboard the Costa Fascinosa, a cruise liner making a seven-day trip of the Western Mediterranean that had docked in Tunis. Um, not good, but back to Google. I hope that's an insensitive for me to say. Um, there's a little bit of some issues with like Google Glass, kind of a disaster, right? Um, when you look at what Google owns, they own YouTube, Google Search, Google Play, Google Maps, Gmail, five of the top 10 performing apps for unique visitors as of the month of June. They're projected to continue reaching new users through at least January 2016. Cohen upgraded Google to outperform and upped its price target to $681 a share. That's roughly 20% higher than it is now, just based on the long-term potential of YouTube and Google Play. It's a pretty cheap stock, as some of the parts analysis alone suggests the enterprise value of Google Search is about $385 billion, which means you get the company and the rest of the company effectively for free. You have to look at some of the challenges. Um, Google dominated the desktop, but they're not dominating the phone, and Apple does seem to have the momentum there. Google's on the cusp of doing something it's never done before, which is the most interesting part of this ramble that I've had on Google. Paying a dividend. If Google announces they're paying a dividend, it'll become more attractive to some analysts and advisors. Um, it just hits your, your stock charts. It hits your screens a little bit easier when that happens. You know, as investment advisors and financial planners, they have to justify why they're buying a stock. They can't just go, because I like it. A dividend is something you could get in front of a judge and say, they have a history of dividends. And that might protect you in a worst-case scenario if something went bad and you got sued. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com for information on retirement and great downloadables. Check out newfocusfinancial.com. Tell friends about the show. Get the podcast at Apple iTunes under Rob Black and your money. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.